Welcome once again to Ringside Rambling, brought to you by Square Circle Journal. I am your host today, Sam Kill, the wrestling connoisseur, and it looks like I'm flying solo here. Trucker Kyle, probably on the road somewhere, caught at a way station. I was uh, supposed to be joined by our uh, new colleague, Josh, for a little bit of a, a pro-WWE stance, but... <clears throat> haven't been able to get through to him either so uh let let me just go on the right way here and and just talk about the monday night raw review i did catch monday night raw um i'll be honest after watching aew it was a little hard to follow it was a tough act to follow especially uh you're expecting that vince mcmahon is going to do something to kind of at least make fans go, okay, we're in the game. Um, nothing happened. There was nothing major that happened on Monday Night Raw, I'll, I'll be honest. It was a uh, very lackluster episode, in my opinion. This wild car rule is not doing them any favors. It's just a, a rule to allow have your your main card guys, your your most upper echelon of the roster, and trying to stack the show doesn't quite work that way. If everybody is a star, then they're all on equal footing all of a sudden. It's just it. I, for me, it's not like, okay, well, we start the show with The Rock and we end it with Stone Cold. They're not doing that because they don't have mega stars anymore. You know, Vince doesn't want to have anybody on a, a Rock in Austin or even a John Cena level. And they need that right now, especially considering the context of wrestling today. We had Kofi Kingston, the WWE champion on the show. We had Seth Rollins, the Universal Champion. You have Boombastic Brock Lesnar show up with his uh, Boombox Money in the Bank. Uh, if you didn't catch the show, I'll, I'll repeat that. The Money in the Bank briefcase now is sporting what appears to be speakers and woofers. And Brock carries it out on his shoulders and then he does a little, little jive in the ring. Um, wow. Uh, you know, I, I really, really wish somebody else was here to, to give me a pro WWE stance because I'll be honest, I will shit all over the product because I hold it to such a high standard when they do something ridiculous. I don't see the benefit. What is the benefit of having Brock Lesnar come out and pretend to hold a boombox to his head. I, I don't I don't see how this helps in any manner. A Brock party. Um, Jesus Christ! I mean, let's let's really think about this. How does that help WWE at all? Because we have Brock Lesnar. Who the fans are tired of seeing. Who the fans do not want anywhere near a main title. 
So they have him come in and steal the money in the bank. He's not even in the match. They don't give any explanation as to why he was allowed just to come in at the end. If that was the case, everybody would just come in at the end and win. And then he's doing a boombox gimmick. I'm sorry, but this is pure fell. You start the show out with Boombastic Brock coming out, and your champions both want Brock to prove something. I'm sorry, if I'm Kofi Kingston, beating Brock Lesnar is not going to submit cement my legacy. This isn't going to cement it for me. If I'm uh, uh, Seth Rollins, I already beat you. So what? I don't see how this is going to help anybody, to be honest. Not the way they're playing the storyline. Now, obviously, I think Kofi should be the one to face Brock Lesnar. I think Kofi should beat Brock Lesnar. And then you submit Kofi as the WWE champion. And you have evidence right there. He beat he beat Brock Lesnar. What bigger way to solidify Kofi than to beat Lesnar? Now, I mean, is what does that do for Brock? Nothing. You don't need to do anything with Brock. You need to get money out of Brock. And then they made a big deal like, what do you mean I can just carry this around all year? Suddenly we're to believe that Brock Lesnar, this guy who has a multi-million dollar contract, wrestles like five times a year, does not have any business acumen whatsoever. So you, you, you take all that, you take the main title stuff out of, the, of last night and what do you got left? Okay, well, we had Cesaro versus Ricochet again two weeks in a row. Uh, this time Ricochet wins. What does this do for him? I mean, uh, you know, match-wise, it should be, it sounds on paper, it should be good. Um, I'm not sure, to be honest. I mean, I'm over Ricochet already. I'm over Ricochet from the mega push. And yes, I know he lost to Bobby Roode. And yes, I know he lost to Cesaro last week. But... It's he still get under this mega push, this idea that we're gonna just push, 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 push Ricochet, and uh, I don't like it. I don't like it. They brought right up that way from the start, Ricochet and Aleister Black, and they pushed them mega super hard, and they ruined every aspect of it for me. So now I'm supposed to believe Ricochet is on par with Bobby Roode. And Cesaro. They've traded wins and losses. Okay. Well, what next? What's next? I have no idea what's for Ricochet. I have no idea what's for Cesaro next. So I guess what is, is that that is what it is? Are we gonna get a series of Cesaro Ricochet matches? Well, if we get a series of Cesaro Ricochet matches, where is that gonna lead? Is that gonna lead to uh some sort of gimmick match or are we going to see Cesaro ricochet tag like like they did with Sheamus I I don't know Rude is AWOL 
He's chasing around the 24-7 championship. Why? Why do we not see these guys at any other time now? Except everybody just chasing the championship. Ridiculous. We got uh, Shane McMahon versus Roman Reigns' cousin, Lance. I, I don't know why. Um, they pretty much buried the kid, the up-and-coming star of the Samoan dynasty there. Uh, why they used him and not his dad, Samu, or, or L.A. Smooth, or someone like that, that may have perhaps been more recognizable, and having Shane embarrass one of the older generation may be in a better idea or Rikishi Evan even. Uh, but then you'd have to bring the Usos out of their barbecue. And what the rest of the Samoan dynasty wasn't there. The Usos there, Roman Reigns is there, Lance is there, but none of the other Samoans are there. I, I just, oh, there's just so many plot holes for me. What else did we get? What did, what did, uh, we had Sammy versus Seth. After Sammy Zayn's out there for a big question segment, which seemed ridiculous, and then apparently Sammy goes on to mention AEW in what I can only assume was a mistake. I I don't know. Does Sammy want out? Does Sammy want? want to be fired apparently it wasn't an improved spot it's not on any of the uh on hulu or any of these other the youtube stuff they cut it out so obviously it wasn't approved aew chance all night big aew chance after that Corey graves trying to save the segment moving it along and then Seth comes out. We have a Seth-Sammy match, which should also be great. And you, in my opinion, Sammy and Seth should be the feud that's happening for the title right now. It's probably by far the, the best uh, athletic feud you could have for the belt. And it would kind of make sense. You, you would have a good face, a good heel dynamic there. But Brock Lesnar hanging over Seth Rollins' head with the... Money in the bank boom box. And that was that was your raw. That was pretty much it. There wasn't there was nothing to, to write home about here. So I I don't know, I would really like to have had a uh, um another stance on Monday Night Raw here to try to shed some light on it because I I did not get any good feelings from any of this. Uh, I, I despise the 24-7 championship. I know some people like it. It's funny. It's different. It, But it, it looks like crap. And you're using your undercard still in a bad way. I guess at least they're on TV. But, Yeah. The barbecue, just so ridiculous. 
I don't know. If if I had to rate Monday Night Raw, I mean, this, uh, I would give it an F. I would give it an F right now after we had a great weekend of wrestling. Um, that's me personally. I can't speak for Trucker Kyle or just John or our friend the Loose Cannon or Josh, but in my opinion, if WWE keeps going down this road of late rewrites before the show starts, of quick, ill-tempered, and just flabbergasting, mind-boggling decisions, they are going to be their own demise. I mean, I've, I've WWE is, has made me lose a passion for wrestling that I, I deeply hold. You know, I can go and I can watch New Japan or or any other. You know, like watched AEW this weekend and um, enjoy it. I watched New Japan this weekend too. Enjoyed it, but I try to sit through a Monday Night Raw and it is painstaking. It's like going to the dentist. So the ball is in WWE's court. They have a decision to make as to where they move forward from here. Not just with storylines, creative. Because, I mean, let's face it, Vince has a creative team. He has writers that are hired. He has people that know how to write for TV, how to write comedy, emotion. He, He has all these resources at his fingertips. He chooses not to use it. He has talented athletes on his show, talented wrestlers. He chooses not to use them. He makes excuses. Doesn't know how to do a southern accent. Can't use him. Can't do this. Doesn't know how to do that. He makes excuses. And he puts on a product that is subpar. And then blames the audience. I don't know if everybody heard it. I mean, the the analogy, the metaphor that is being thrown around about WWE is a prison. Dustin Rhodes, Goda said he was freed from prison. Dean Ambrose, when he released that video for Moxley, breaking out of prison. There is a reason why these guys are making that metaphor. Vince McMahon is a warden. He holds the key and he is adding onto people's prison sentences like Harper, like Dash Wilder. He is holding people in prison. And a lot of them are tired of it. A lot of them, you can take like Sasha Banks. And I critique Sasha and I have not seen anything of her outside of WWE. But I am not entirely high on Sasha Banks. But I'll give her credit for this. She has taken her ball and she has gone home. She's tired of it. 
A lot of wrestlers are. And the reason is of what we're getting. A subpar product. The wrestlers who know that they can do better. I say let them. So that's my uh, that's my Monday Night Raw review. I'll try to catch SmackDown tonight, if at all possible. And maybe we can bring you a SmackDown review and get some uh, other points of view and perspectives on here. We can hammer it out and see, you know, I, I'm, I'm all willing to hear other perspectives. I may not agree, and I may argue, but uh, I'm more than willing to hear it. But for Ringside Ramblings, today I am your host, Sam Kiola Wrestling Connoisseur, and we will see you next time. Are you tired of the same old pro wrestling? Then check out the amazing action on powerslam.tv, the biggest indie pro wrestling channel in the world. Get over 3,000 hours of the best pro wrestling events from over 100 of the biggest names in the industry from over 15 countries around the globe. Get your free trial today at powerslam.tv.